0: For SEN America, this is the SEN NFL Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to the SEN NFL Podcast, the lighter look at the NFL. I'm your host Richard Garraway, sitting way across the desk from me again as my co-host James Arthur. G'day mate.
0: Hello Richard, how are
1: you? Good mate. In the big uh, big studio again today, which is good.
0: We've moved up Richard, we've moved up, we're coming for the rest of this place. We'll yeah. have it all soon.
1: We're on the big boy table in yeah. uh, SCN land. Coming up on today's podcast, we'll hit on all the latest news. We'll preview the NFC West, uh, obviously with the Seattle Seahawks there leading the way. We'll discuss another article from the Inside the Playbook, Australia Boys. Um we have a little question time with Jay and Richie at the end, but it's our fifth podcast, James. We're in the big studio. We had a great guest last week, but our producer this week, Chris, has let us down He's stolen our guest, Nathan Chapman, and put him on
0: his own show. Right from under our nose. Look, we're not happy about it. We're lucky Chris is a handsome guy. Otherwise, I'd be pretty upset. But, you know I haven't had a chance to listen to their podcast. It's it nickname.com.au to, to check it out.
1: <laughs> now he's stealing now he's it with shameless, plugs.
0: shameless plugs. Shameless
1: plugs. Turning his own microphone on. <laughs> Just, it's a, it's if you only had
0: a panel, you wouldn't uh, be in the situation.
1: Oh. <laughs> I'm not even mad, Chris. I'm just disappointed. I'm let's, pretty
0: mad, actually, Chris. Yeah.
1: Let's get over to the newsroom. It's time to go into the newsroom on the SEN NFL Podcast. Now, James, as usual in the offseason, it's nothing but bad news. And I think uh, poor old offensive line coach Aaron Cromer from the Buffalo Bills, I think he's pretty disappointed with his own actions.
0: Yeah, you might say so. He's got himself into a bit of an altercation with a a neighbor who is a minor, as they call it in American land, that means under eighteen. And he's caused, I quote, bodily harm to his eye. Which got me to put it in layman's terms for you? Yeah. He punched a kid under eighteen in the face. He did. He did. Now he's been suspended with pay, which is a pretty good sign for him. The thing about it, people don't know about him. He was in uh, New Orleans a couple of years ago, took them from one of the worst running attacks to one of the best running attacks by completely changing that O-line around and making them a lot better. So the Bills, our man Rexy, who we love, won't want to lose that. No, I mean,
1: Rex brought him in for one reason. They want to ground and pound the ball again. It's Rex's MO, brought in a good offensive line coach to improve that O-line, improve that running game. And now that is completely up in the air.
0: Yeah, look, I think what they're going to try and do, unless the NFL steps in, which, let's be honest, Big Roger loves to step in and take control of these things, I think they're going to suspend him with pay to keep him happy, hope it blows over in a couple of weeks and they can just bring him back in and hopefully someone else stuffs up badly and it can get swept under the rug and they can continue on because they will not want to lose him at all.
1: Yeah, so it'll be really interesting to see what comes out there. While we're speaking of suspensions, your mate Greg Hardy... reduced from 10 down to 4.
0: That is huge for the Cowboys. Can I be honest? I'm shocked. Yeah, I I thought he'd get down to 6 or 7. I thought 6 at the best. Yeah. Absolute best. I I was thinking if he got to 6, I'd be over the moon. Four games, that is... like Tom Brady's getting the same for potentially messing with the balls. This guy has clearly done the wrong thing, but hey, as a Cowboys fan, it completely changed the landscape of our lineup for next year.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I don't want to get too high horsey because you know, we're all, um, I don't want to be the moralist here, but you and I have seen and read those police reports. What he was accused of doing is horrendous. Yeah, it's disgraceful. And if anyone takes the time to go and have a look, it's really, really bad. And basically, the only reason he got off that was because he paid her not to turn up on court
0: day. Pretty much. He paid her to drop the charges. Which yeah. Look... I think maybe what's come into it is they he sat out all of last year. Paid? Paid. No, no, he wasn't paid. Yes, he was. He was oh, on was the he? exempt list. Oh, wow. Okay, I didn't realize that. So, but yeah, he was paid, but he was only on a minor contract. He wasn't on a lot of money last year. It kind of hurt him in free agency. Maybe Roger Goodell's thought, you know what, he sat out all last year. He's copped his punishment. Let's give him the four games but, oh, he would want to be on a short leash because if he does anything like this again, it will, oh, his, they'll come down yeah, really hard on him. him. But it makes you think, like, Ray Rice, what he did was, was no worse than what Greg Hardy did. The only d- video. There's video exactly. of one there wasn't the other. And so, if there was video of Greg Hardy, he'd still be out of the league too. And, and, that's, and that's the annoying part. Ray Rice will, may never play football again. I, I don't think he will because his name is so tarnished. It, it's It's a real shame that, you know, Greg Hardy. If there's video footage of Greg Hardy doing what he did, he also had personal threats towards her after the incident. Yeah, like at least Ray Rice went. God, what have I done? You know, he apologized. His what He then married the yep. lady who was involved with. So obviously, they sorted out their differences and 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 you know, came to an arrangement together. Greg Hardy's then threatened this girl and they've got, they've got you know, information of him doing that, and then he still gets four weeks. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I was shocked when I read it.
1: I think it's completely unfair. Um, if he can be back in the league on a tiny suspension like that, there is no reason why Ray Rice shouldn't be back in the league. And the way NFL teams are staying away from one but signed the other, I think it's got nothing to do with the production that Greg Hardy will give versus the production that Ray Rice will potentially give. I think it's a really bad look for the NFL. And I said, I don't want to get too up on my high horse about it. But I reckon they really got that wrong.
0: Yeah, so do I. I. I I think for what he did, and this is coming from a Cowboys fan who would love to have him on the field. But I was a bit annoyed when they signed him. I think he's an absolute outstanding football player. But you know, it's what he did was so bad. And you know, Ray Rice cops it. He doesn't. It's that simple.
1: Yeah, life can be pretty unfair sometimes. We move over to something a, a little more entertaining. The deadline for. The franchise tag signings, Wednesday 4pm New York time, so it'll be a little after this podcast, so we're going to do a a bunch of guessing about what's going to happen and who will get a long-time deal, deal who won't, and will be found out to be right or wrong very quickly. Uh, Des Bryant, your mate, tweeted out, as much as I love football on my beautiful babies, I apologize, hashtag Cowboy Nation, but I will not be there if no deal. Wait for it, hashtag fact. Is he going to turn up?
0: No. No, I don't think he will. I think his agents... Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but he is in Jay-Z's agency, I believe. No,
1: I don't follow agencies. I'm I'm pretty pretty sure he's in Jay-Z's
0: agency (laughs) because that was one of the big stories that he signed with them. Uh, They seem to be kind of... You know, they're a little bit... They're like mercenaries, at agency. They've probably told him, look, mate, they're going to pay you. But I I just don't like it. But the Cowboys won't budge, in my opinion.
1: No, I don't think they're going to either. All reports are they're giving him uh, a pretty fair offer.
0: Yeah, it's not Calvin money, though, and that's what he wants, and you'll get to the other guys, that's what they all want. Well, yeah,
1: let's transition straight over to Demarius Thomas at the same time. The NFLPA are complaining that the Cowboys and the Broncos are colluding to give them a very similar deal, which is less than, now as I'm using air quotes, which no one can see, Calvin money.
0: I like to call them bunny ears, Richard. Oh, we'll go with the
1: bunny ears then, but... These two guys are both wanting Calvin Johnson money or deals. They're both going to get the franchise tag money, which is 14.2?
0: 13. Somewhere between 13 and 14. Either way, it's
1: more than either one of them have earned total in their career.
0: Oh, it's ridiculous. It just shows how egotistical these guys are that they just want what the other guys have. Three extra million? Yeah, it's, it's a lot of money, but it's... One year. If Des Bryant and Demiris almost play like they have the whole career again, they're going to get that money.
1: And just for those who don't know with the franchise tag, they must sign it by the Wednesday. If they do, you can't do a long-term deal with them. You need to wait to the end of the year. I don't think either of these two teams are going to budge. These two guys are going to be stuck signing the tag.
0: Stuck. Stuck with $13.5 You know, tough.
1: But they're going to potentially, both of them will sit out camp Potentially sit out games. You can't do a new deal during the year if they're on the franchise tag. So all they're really doing is costing themselves money. If they sit out, even at thirteen per, at what's that nine hundred, eight hundred odd thousand dollars a game? Yeah. you're not going to see.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's silly. And you know, then you you see the next guy who who's going to come into it, Roddy White, who Leo is still Jones. Got, sorry, what I say? Oh, Julio Jones. Sorry, I've read the wrong guy. He um he's got a year left in his contract. He's going to earn ten mil this year. And then he's going to be in the same situation. Now, he's handling it great. He's basically said, I'm just going to play this year out and we'll deal with it at the end of the year.
1: It's interesting because his mate, as you just mentioned, um, Roddy White, he's jumping up and down saying he should be the, the highest paid receiver in the game.
0: More than Calvin, which brings... How do you rank these guys? You know, I, I tend to think Des Calvin Johnson is the best receiver in the league until he's dead, in my opinion. I've, in my you know 10 or 15 years watching football, I've never seen someone like him. Um, Now, of course, I missed out on the um, Jerry Rice days, but I think Calvin Johnson's a better player than Randy Moss from what I've seen.
1: He's bigger and just as fast.
0: Yeah, and I think the only other guy who compared to him, in my opinion, as not the same type of player, but at that level, was Terrell Owens.
1: Yeah, and I think this raises a a bigger issue, and players clearly hate the franchise tag. Is it time for a change? Does the league need to look at this? The
0: franchise tag allows... It sounds silly saying that players don't have... It's the GM's only power because players can just leave so easily. You finally, you, you know, you draft a guy like Des Bryant. The Cowboys took a real risk, uh, a risk on him. They they traded up and got him around. I think it was pick twenty four after he'd had a terrible off season doing some really silly things. He then did some more silly things when they bought him in. They stuck by him. They've turned him into, in, in my opinion, he's probably the second or third best receiver in the league. And he not and then he's just going to leave. So what the franchise tag goes is, oh, hold on a sec, mate. We drafted you. We're going to keep you around, and they can keep doing that. And it's not as if you get unfair compensation. Basically, if people don't understand that the franchise tag averages out the top five players at the position.
1: So for receivers, this time around, it's around that fourteen million mark.
0: Exactly. It just takes an, an average, divides the average by five, and that's what the earning is. Guarantees it for that one year. Yep. Guaranteed money. No, no worries. If you get injured, you still get it. All that kind of stuff. So it's not like it's an unfair conversation. I like it because it, it stops guys from just finishing their four years. And if they're in a team like Jacksonville, who aren't going anywhere, mm. they can just leave. Opposing in the franchise tag, you go, oh, no, we're going to keep you around for one more year. Same with the five-year option they have now for the top 10 picks or – You know, you can keep them for one more year and then you can franchise tag them. Now, the second year when you franchise tag them, it loads on top, but they still have that option to stop guys leaving. So you can potentially keep a guy in your system for eight years. Now, a lot can change in that eight years. So I like it personally. I think it's a great idea. It keeps the GMs with that little power they have.
1: And, And they can't double down with it either. If you get the franchise tag two years in a row, you get the loading added in that second year. Oh, and it's- Is it 25%? Yeah, it's something like 20 or 25, something like that. Which is crazy. I'm not a cap expert or contract expert by any stretch. But basically, you get the average again. So if any new deals are done, it's recalculated on that year. Yep. Plus, you get that loading added again, and it's guaranteed. It's all guaranteed. guaranteed. And
0: this is what I understand. Des Bryant, his argument is he wants uh, a long-term deal. But in the NFL, it's not like NBA where you sign a guy and that's it. They they get it all. It's all guaranteed. Mm. There's no guarantees in football. We had Tom Hornsby in last week who said, you know, there's no guarantees in the NFL. If you don't play, you don't get paid. I think that's what the argument is with Des. He wants more money, and the Cowboys are a bit tentative because of some of the things he's done in the past. I think Demiris Thomas is more likely to get the long term deal. But then if this collusion, you know, comes out that it's true. That's hard to prove. It's very hard to prove. It could be a matter of just the two GMs giving each other a call, and it's not. It's 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 wrong, but it's not stupid. Basically, they're saying, "Hey, we want to keep both our guys happy. Let's offer the same amount of money." So then, when they talk to each other, which you know they will, and their agents, certainly and their agents will. certainly will, it'll go, "Yep, no, we're getting offered the same. It's all fair." But the problem is, they they both want Calvin Johnson money, which is he's the echelon, and. In my opinion, he he is so far in front of everyone else. There's him and then a bunch of other guys behind him, in my opinion.
1: And the thing about people who get hit with the franchise tag, I think, uh, from my point of view, is let's say he blows his knee out in the second game. Still gets paid. He still gets all his money, but it's still Des Bryant. He's still going to get a deal somewhere, somewhere else. Someone will take the chance on him that it'll heal and he'll be fine. He'll be back to normal. And he's going to get that silly big contract that he's probably going to
0: get anyway. Well, the, so I, I don't understand what his big problem is with the tag. And this is what I don't understand. He's going to earn $13 million this year. I don't know about you, Richard, but if I earned $13 million this year... I'm pretty sure I could manage myself to never have to work again in my entire life. No, oh, I could probably rummage around my couch and find some of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like you would—that's ne- that's never work again kind of money in my mind. Yeah. But these guys, you know, they're arguing. He's going to earn thirteen and a half million, and he wants sixteen point two, which is Calvin money. Suck it up. Play your franchise. Sign your tender. Play a year. The Cowboys look after their own. Right now, he's not doing the right thing by them. And the times have changed now. Jerry's not just going to sign anyone. He's been burnt before. The DeMarcus Ware deal killed him. I'm not sure if you remember Roy Williams, the safety, who ended up turning into nothing as soon as yeah. they signed him. Um,
1: what's, what's his son's name? Um, Stephen Jones. Stephen Jones. He's who, running the He's taken show. much more control over it recently. The dra- they're
0: drafting well. They're doing everything different now. Yeah. The days of Jerry Jones just going, yeah, I've got all this money. I'm going to pay you. It's over. Even, so even Snyder
1: has cut that out, yeah. he was the ultimate for it.
0: Exactly. Next up, we'll take a look at the NFC
1: West. Obviously, the Super Bowl losers, Seattle Seahawks will be heading the way. We'll take a look at them next. (music) NFC West, one of the stronger divisions in the NFL, headed up by the Seattle Seahawks. Last year went 12-4, and four, obviously made it to the Super Bowl, unfortunately going down. Head coach Pete Carroll quarterbacked by Russell. I need a new contract. Wilson, James, how do you see them shaping up this year?
0: Look, they're one of the top two teams in the NFC, with Green Bay in my opinion. They did lose some really important players. Byron Maxwell left for the Eagles on a massive contract. They traded Max Unger, who was obviously in that massive Jimmy Graham deal which they traded their first-round pick, and Max Unger, who is easily a top-three center. He's a very good center, and I'm someone who plays center. It's a really hard position. I couldn't imagine how hard it is in the NFL. They also lost James Carpenter, who was an outstanding starting guard for them. So they've lost two-fifths of their starting O-line. Have you had a look at the projected starting offensive O-line? line? Now, on, on Pro Football Focus, I think they've got o- Russell Okung a little bit off. He's a pretty good tackle. Uh, he's been you know hurt by injuries the last couple of years, but... You know, Bailey isn't. He's a guy who was drafted as a tackle out of college. He's a complete unknown. He's unknown. No one knows anything about him. He was a good tackle. I think he went in the third round. So, a pretty high prospect of guy. But tackles moving inside don't always work because they're very. The difference between a tackle and a guard are tackles are very tall and lengthy as well as thick, whereas guards tend to be a lot shorter and compact because they work in the inside. They've got to have. They need to be able to move laterally a lot more than a tackle. So. It doesn't always work. You, you can have a good left tackle and move him to guard. It doesn't always end up being the yeah, a really good it, it play. Yeah, it fails all the time. You know, Jay Sweezy's a little bit unrated as well, but um, Britt is a second year guy. So they're pretty young there, but losing Unger, I don't think people understand how massive that is for them. He controls everything.
1: Yeah, and, and look, you've obviously got an elite running back in Lynch behind them, but that was a pretty good line.
0: It was, last and year. it was powerful. It, it, yeah. Yeah, look, I think what you're going to see them do is really swap. They're going to try and attack the, in the passing game a bit more, and that's why they've brought Jimmy Graham over. Russell Wilson will need to improve if he wants to earn this massive contract he wants. He's going to get it regardless. I'm a bit sick of Russell Wilson in terms of... What do you ever do to you? Oh, just at the moment with this... <laughs> All that winning he does. The Ciara girl, and oh, I'm just so over it. Stop following him on Twitter then. Oh, you the want the see it. He's talking about his sex life, and like, Russell, like you, I just... I don't think I like Russell Wilson. <laughs> Clearly not. No, I, I think it's becoming a problem now. Uh, like yeah. if
1: he's upsetting you that much, jump over the defensive side of the ball. Where there yeah, this are, this is fun. Where there are players everywhere, yeah, and
0: there is someone I really, really like on this defense, Bobby Wagner, the middle linebacker. He actually played. He played ten games last year and got an MVP vote. Yeah, pretty but, impressive. And the, linebackers getting getting MV, MVP vote at any point is unbelievable. Someone's watched his game and thought. This guy can really play. I also add, they've added, I think it's pronounced Atiba Rubin, who was in Cleveland before, a really good interior lineman. He's going to help them. Cliff Averill and, and Michael Bennett are great, great defensive ends. Um, linebackers are stacked, and, of course, a legion of boom. Cam Chancellor is my favorite out of a lot of them. He just hammers guys over the middle. Yeah, he he comes down the running game on
1: first and second down yep. like a freight train. He's the
0: ultimate hybrid safety. And then there's got Earl Thomas is the best coverage safety in the NFL. He can play, you know, and that this is the beauty of their defense, which people don't realize. Richard Sherman's a gun, but he can play midfield, which basically means he's playing the one deep safety. Yeah. So what people don't understand that the corners are basically playing underneath their receivers and they rely on Earl Thomas to play the middle of the field and make sure no one gets over the top on his own a lot of teams have to leave two safeties back to do that he does it on his own because yeah. he's got such range
1: yeah he's got the he's got the pace to get outside and he can tackle. to a high ball he can tackle he can pick it off yep. he can crunch you if he has to yep he as you said i think he's the best probably pro- i think he's the best free safety in the league I think oh he's absolutely he's
0: he's, he's 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 i rate him the best free safety but i rate cam Chancellor the best and i call them a hybrid safety which is it's not an nfl term A guy who's he's half linebacker, half safety. He's in the box a lot. He could play linebacker in their scheme comfortably. He could come in and play linebacker, and he does in their nickel. He comes in and plays the nickel linebacker. He can play anywhere. He can cover, and he he tackles like he's basically a linebacker that hits like a linebacker, plays a run like a linebacker, but can cover like a safety. Not many of them exist. Um, He's a very rare talent that they managed to get in the fifth round. Which, thinking back now, how how did he he fall to there? You know, Richard Sherman. He, he's got a big mouth, but he backs it up all the time. I've got I, yeah, A lot of guys hate Richard Sherman. I don't. I love it. He says he's good, and he is good. He's got
1: a lot of people around him. It allows him to play more aggressively. He can jump those shorter routes. He can play really tight because, as you mentioned, when you got Earl Thomas back there and you've got Chancellor back there, they help. You can play a much more aggressive game. If they had to also also-ran safeties... He wouldn't get away with some of the things he gets away with. But you can say that about any team, any oh. any good corner, you know. Of course, I'm not saying he's terrible, yeah. but all those things add up and they help.
0: Yeah, he's a very good. They're a very, the Legion of Boom, as they call themselves, is a very good unit. I'm a little bit concerned about Kerry Williams. He had an awful year in Philadelphia last year. They cut him after one year. But
1: he'll get the advantage of that help behind. Exactly. Him.
0: So it'd be interesting to see what he's like because he's come from a couple of terrible years. If if he comes in and is really successful, then I'm going to start to believe the the scheme hype.
1: Yeah. Uh, how do you think they're going to finish? Twelve and four last year, and a Super Bowl or making a Super Bowl, I should say. What do you think this year?
0: I think they'll be right around the same mark. They could be thirteen and three. They could potentially maybe be eleven and five. But they're going to be top of the division around that mark. They're a great football team, well-coached. Russell Wilson's going to have another, as much as I dislike him, he's going to have another leap forward and have a great year. Do you think they
1: can improve that record? Not in that division. Because I don't. No, no right, I don't whatsoever.
0: think they can. Maybe by one game. Maybe. Yeah. Which is much... The difference between 12-4 and 4 and 13-3 and 3 isn't yeah. a big difference.
1: And if you knew the NFL, winning more than 12 games is really hard. Not many teams will pull no. it off. No. Uh, second in division was the Arizona Cardinals. They finished 11-5. and Started the season 9-1. and um, Made a wild card and got knocked off by the Panthers because they were completely out of quarterbacks and players head coached by one of our favorites Bruce Arians and they'll be quarterbacked by Carson Palmer who the hype machine is out of control at how well he's healed from that that injury of course it is but for me uh, the hardest thing for them is not knowing if Carson Palmer can come back and be what he was at the start of last year they're set but you know Drew Stanton went down and the wheels just fell off the cart they that playoff
0: game against Carolina oh, it was the horrible. worst game ever Yeah, watched. it was horrible.
1: Uh, they redid Fitzgerald's deal. Yep. So he's still got a, a really good target. I know he's getting on a bit, but he's still pretty good. Well, he's going
0: to move to the slot, and they're going to use him as the move-around guy, which is really going to help him late in his career.
1: Yeah, uh, they added a guard through free agency. They also added a bunch of defenders, Lamar Woodley, Corey Redding, Corey Peters, and um, Sean Witherspoon. I think all those moves will help. None of them are, are going to blow you away, but... It all helps add depth to what was already a pretty good team. Yeah. I think um, losing Darnell Dockett, that's going to hurt. Well, he didn't play last year, remember? He was out for the whole year with, an, with a torn Achilles. He was, but if he can be what he was, uh, I often look for someone like that. If they can give you the production that they were giving, it, it is a loss.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So and they would rather have him than not have him. Absolutely. But in, in saying that, you know, they get, he went to the 49ers... But they went and stole one from the 49ers in Mike Kapati, the left guard. Yep. He's a beast in the running game. I think the verdict's really out this year on Andre Ellington. I think he needs to have a really good season at running back. He's an electric runner. But they took, that's why they took
1: David Johnson in the third round. Duke, is it Duke Johnson? Uh, his real name's David. Is it? Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I, I didn't realise he was David. Yeah. They um,
1: took three um, D linemen uh, yep. and the O linemen. I think... As I said
0: at the start, it's their unknown. I'm worried about the edge rushes. That's going to be really interesting. Well, my, my career is over. Woodley's come and found himself <laughs> another contract. Um, this keeps the, getting paid. They added Sean Weatherspoon from Atlanta. Who A lot of guys won't know who he is. He had an outstanding career in Atlanta, and they've picked him up for next to nothing because he's coming off an injury. If he is to get back to his form, put him with Dara Washington, who... And is another sneaky top-five linebacker in the league, in my opinion. He's a very good player. He's had a few off-the-field issues in the past, yeah. um, Washington, which has stopped him being recognized. The, the inside's pretty solid, and Clias Campbell is an, a beast of a defensive end. He can do anything. He can pass or stop the run, but the edges worry me. Right now, you've got Okafor and Shaughnessy. I just don't see them getting a lot of pressure, and this is what's starting to concern me.
1: Especially in that three-four scheme, exactly. And the coach has
0: left now; they've got to, you know, yeah. Uh, Patrick Peterson again. He's a guy who who needs to prove himself to me. I think he's been an okay corner. He's very overhyped, in my opinion.
1: But uh, I think I think he's pretty good. The biggest thing that hurts him is there's not much
0: behind him. Ty- Tyron, behind Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger. Um, he needs to. Get well, he, back to his form. He was injured last year. And so. his
1: best work's done in the return game, if you ask me. He's a good safety. Yeah. But his best work is done returning the football and kicks and punts.
0: It seems that they, they like him as kind of... Uh, I don't like using this term, but an, an emotional leader. He seems to real When he plays, he gets them really up and going, which is... I know, Rich, you've played a lot of football. There are guys like that. Yeah, you can rally around people. You know, a guy like a Tommy Kinlock who plays for us played so many games... He's maybe not as good as he used to be now, but when he's out there, you just feel it. You, you want to impress him. You want to work for him. I think that's kind of what Tyron Matthew does for the, for the Cardinals. It's interesting for a pretty young guy. Exactly. He must have something. You know, for a guy who got himself in a lot of trouble at college, he's really turned himself around into a, from what I've heard, a pretty upstanding guy.
1: Yeah. I don't know if he's upstanding just yet, but we'll wait and see. The, the,
0: yeah, um... I'm, I'm excited to see Carson Palmer. Last 10 games, he's gone 8-2. and two. I think he's his rating is somewhere around 115 which people don't understand that's a really good rating so I, I think he'll I think he'll come. I hope he comes back because man, he's had he's had a pretty awful run he's of, had it plenty in his of knee injuries
1: going through and he's
0: played for so many bad teams he went from the he took the Bengals he was number 1 pick took the Bengals to a playoff berth after years and years of not playing there. and then went to the Raiders like the poor guy you know uh, I'm, in I'm one I'm of I'm the worst trades of
1: all time yeah um look I <sighs> I got a funny feeling they're going backwards. It's it's the unknown. It just worries me so much. If Palmer is as good as advertised, I said the hype machine is is well and truly churning it out. Then I think they can do something similar to what they did. I just I don't see it. He's coming back from you know another knee injury. I think they're slipping backwards. I mean they might drop as low as nine wins potentially, but we'll wait and see. Um, third place. The San Francisco nobody wants to play for me 49ers. They went eight and eight last year. Missed the playoffs. New head coach um, Jim Tom and quarterback. Great name. He's a good name. And quarterback Colin Kaepernick. Um, James, can you convince anybody to go and play for this team?
0: <laughs> no, I, think I don't think I'd ever want to play for him. No my kid, and I'll play for him. Look, there are some shining lights on this team, though. There's some really good players. Their O line. Yes, yeah, loaded. Is quietly incredibly good. Uh, Staley is one of the best left tackles in the league. My mate Mark Doyle thinks he's the best, which he isn't because he's no Tyrone Smith. But you know, he'll he'll swear black and blue that he is. Um, Bobby Thomas is a he's a little bit unknown, but. I think with the other three guys, Kilgore, Boone, and, and Davis. Anthony Davis is a beast yeah, of a he's human such being. Such a good player. He- he's a gun. He's very underrated. So I like it. And they they have some okay receivers. Anquan Bolden's nearing the end of his career, but he's going to move to the slot and be like they're doing with Fitzgerald in Arizona. He's going to be that move around guy. They play him on- Basically, what I mean by the move around guys, they play him as a mismatch. So they find weaknesses and move him into those spots to beat it. Um, Tory Smith's come over. He- he's just a burner he might he he could give he could give you two receptions for two touchdowns and 120 yards or he could give you nothing.
1: Do you think he and Baldwin can get it happening on one side of the field?
0: Absolutely, and I really think Bruce Ellington could have a a big step up this year and he's in his second year. Um they need Vernon Davis to get back to where he is and among all they need Colin Kaepernick to play better. Yeah. He played awful last year. He got a really subpar contract last year which it added up to a lot of money but there it was just much no in guarantee. It. Yeah, there was there was much, no guarantee. It. He's probably only earning six or seven million dollars a year and people are going to go, what that's heaps but for an NFL quarterback not it's much. not. Most of the you know the, the top five or six guys earn twenty million. Um it's all incentive based. You head and over and to the defense. Eight and eight,
1: you don't get any incentives.
0: No, exactly. No way. He needs to get himself into the playoffs and do something in the playoffs. Um, I don't mind their one-two punch of Carlos Hyde and Reggie Bush either. I think Reggie might be a bit past it, but I think they're not going to have to use him as much.
1: And that Jared Hayne left hook, that's a beauty.
0: What I like about Jared Hayne is absolutely nothing. (laughs) And, you know, I know he's Australian and we should support him, but I'm so sick of the media hype around him. He's probably a really nice guy, but I'm that sick of the media hype around him that I kind of hope he doesn't make it.
1: And as always, Jared, if you're listening, tweet at us at Richard03
0: on Twitter. We'll happily have a chat to you on the podcast. Tell us why you're going to make it. I'd, I'd love to sit down with him because the media has has tarnished him for me. Um, defense, they've just lost so many guys. Patrick Willis, Chris Borland, Chris Culliver, Parrish Cox, Dan Scooter, all gone off the defense. And they've fixed that by bringing in Sharice Wright at cornerback. Darnell Dockett's a pretty good signing, coming off a pretty bad injury, though. Let's also say, Sharif's not very good. No, he's not good at all. I don't know why, he's, why they signed him. You know, they, they just, in my opinion, they've got not a lot up front. Um, Eldon Smith's a really good player, but he has his troubles, and I don't think he can hold a defense on his own. He's not Patrick Willis. Navarro Bowman's coming off a really serious injury. If he can get back, he'll be he okay. Was. They'll be okay. He can, if he can get he's back. a pretty special player when he's going. Yeah, but you're going to rely you know, they brought in Philip Wheeler, who's been at Miami and Oakland over his career, a pretty solid player, but he's more of a four three linebacker. I don't like him as that inside guy. Um, so I think Mike Wilhoyt, the the young third string linebacker who ended up starting last year and did an okay job. Not as good as the retired Chris Paulin, but he was okay. They're gonna rely on him. Um, and Lynch, their their left outside linebacker, they're gonna rely on him to get a lot of rush because if he can't get anything going, if they can put a right tackle on him and stop him and nullify him, Alden Smith's in real trouble because it means you can set up your tight end, you can chip him with a running back, they can make it really hard for him to get pass rush. Um, so
1: with all those things being said, and I think um, yeah, Tom sewell has got a great name, but he has a huge task in front of him. How do you think they're going to finish up? I
0: don't know. This, this is the hardest one to adjudicate. You've got to... I, I wouldn't be surprised. So we can laugh at you later. I wouldn't be surprised if they finish six and ten, but Ooh. I wouldn't be surprised if they finish ten and six. I would. So, uh, I just don't know. They've got some quality. If Colin Kaepernick has an awesome year, the sky's a limit for this team. If Navarro Bowman comes back for industry, but this is the problem: they have a lot of if. Yeah, what and if? And
1: Harbaugh and Kaepernick were pretty tight. He was the one who took him from.
0: Over Andy Dalton. Who would you take, just quickly, Andy Dalton or Kaepernick, looking back now?
1: Right now? Yep. It depends on what team I am. Andy, but in all honesty, i probably want Dalton because he can sit back in the pocket and play quarterback. You know what you've got with Dalton.
0: Exactly. Whereas I think I'd take Kaepernick because... The ceiling's higher. Yeah. I, like I,
1: that basement goes down four
0: levels. Exactly. But I think if I had the choice now, knowing what they are both are now, I'd still take Kaepernick purely because you just don't know what, what he can turn into. He's got all the tools.
1: Very true. So,
0: basically, I've got them written on here at 7 and 9, I have them. But in saying that, I would not be surprised if they ended up being a good team. It's a pretty tough division, though, as well. Yeah.
1: And and bring up the re-last year uh, was our mate Wilco St. Louis Rams. They finished 6 and 10, obviously missed the playoffs. Head coach Jeff Fisher and new quarterback Nick Foles. I'm starting right there. The quarterback for quarterback trade. <laughs> Rare as hen's teeth. The Eagles ship Nick Foles over to the Rams for Bradford. Uh, Some picks went backwards and forwards as well. For me, this is the most up-in-the-air trade. We will not know who wins this, not only at the end of this year, but potentially further down the track from that. Bradford may never play a game because he's just so injury-prone all the time. Foles for mine was nothing special in that Chip Kelly offense. Had one
0: really good year his first year with Chip Kelly, but was pretty average last year.
1: He was and he had some injury problems as well. Yeah. But when you start to look into how the Rams drafted, I think they started telegraphing what they're gonna do. They took Todd Gurley running back with their first pick. They went O oh, tackle, O oh, tackle, quarterback, O oh, tackle, wide receiver, O oh, guard. With their following picks, they are looking to load up that offensive line with young talent, get a really good running back in there in Gurley, and give Nick Foles less to do.
0: Yeah, See, so you look at this team. I actually, before I started doing my research on this team, I thought St. Louis you know, they could be okay. And then I looked at their roster and started looking through the names. Not not this year.
1: Oh, not this year. No their D
0: line is stacked. It is the strongest D-line in the NFL by so far. It's not funny. They have Chris Long, Robert Quinn, who's a top-five pass rusher in the NFL – William Hayes is sitting on the bench for them. He's going to come in and pass rush for them. Aaron Donald, great second-year player. are bearing the lead, I reckon. Oh, Aaron, Aaron Donald's, Donald, he's a machine. He's so good. And then they bring in Nick Fairley from Detroit, who was only overshadowed by Ndamukong Suh. Yep. The only reason no one talked about him. Bit of off-field issue, bit of weight issue, but he's such a beast in the running game. And then they've got Michael Brockers, who's another first-round pick, to come in and pass rush from the interior. They're loaded. My concern for them is on the back end. They just don't have great corners. They bought over Mark Barron from Tampa, who Tampa took at seven. You can have in the him. Draft. Or, he's he's been—he was tipped nothing. to be one of the best out of coming out of college. And We say this all the time. He was supposed to be. I remember reading a, a review on him, which the guy said his ceiling is to be an all-star, pro, to be an all-pro safety. His floor is to be an all-pro safety. That was his <laughs> grading of him. So who knows whether it was just because the Tampa stink got on him? I don't know, but. There's nothing there on that back end. They're going to need to get pass rush.
1: And it was, I mean, it's it's just another um, Alabama defensive secondary yeah, guy who just struggle, don't they? seem to get there. So
0: it's Nick Saban's fault.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I'm, saying, I'm going to blame our scouting department. But
0: it seems to be the way they're going these days. Teams that you know, we, I think Philip was saying every week they're rebuilding the right way from the inside out, as you call it. They're, they're drafting O line. Um, was it Havenstein they took in the first round, the, the right tackle? No, no, they, they took the... Oh, Todd Gurley. They traded up for him. Was that right? No, San Diego charged, traded up for the other guy. Yeah. He's, he's coming off injury. Now, you're, you're the college guru around here. Um, If he can give you what he gave
1: you in college, he'll be fine. You reckon he's pretty good? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, well, he's the first... I think there were two running backs in the first round for the... The last five years, and he's one you of them.
1: You don't go up pick ten if you're a
0: yeah, okay,
1: a, a bunny. Uh-huh. But but I'm with you. That O line, uh,
0: until though all those young guys have drafted and, and added. I mean, there's rookies all over it. Greg Robinson was a high pick last year. Actually, came on pretty well late last year, but he was playing guard. And you hear him playing
1: left tackle. What's the most common thing we ever say? Came on great at the end of the year. Yeah, because no, no pressure. The no season was over. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, I just think this Foles team is going to go. Foles Jeffrey. doesn't have that many people to throw to. No, you know, Tavon Austin Kenny needs to pick Britton, up his game. Austin Bailey, quick, maybe I don't know. Um, they're, they're tight ends aren't anything particularly well, flash. Jared Cooks
0: a really good receiving tight end. And, you know, they're, they're building bu- this running game. Exactly, they're building for the gonna run. He's going to cut his, his things down. That's why um they've got Lance Kendricks, who's actually a really good blocking tight end. So I think you'll see Kendricks feature a lot more, and they might even use Jared Cook as kind of a split guy, like a, a Jimmy Graham-type role, split him out wide and whatnot, because he is a matchup. You know, he, he's a good matchup. The other thing is the running back. I know you've got Todd Gurley, but after him, you've got Cunningham, Mason, Isaiah Pead. I'd, I'd love to see Mason come on. I Damn. really liked him coming out Came of college. Came on strong last year. No, I
1: wasn't going to – you were going to say that, I oh, no. me. I've got a lot of time for him, uh, mainly because I like college football and I saw him running around for Auburn. But I think he's the right fit. Yeah, there. I think he
0: should be a really good NFL player. Hopefully, him and Gurley can make a really good partnership. Two young guys. Is Gurley a, a more of a speed type guy? I don't know much about Gurley. Nah,
1: Gurley's gonna run over you.
0: He's a, he's a one cut in power, and then you've got Mason, who's a who's a scat back, more of a speed guy. It's, it seems to be the trend a lot of the NFL teams are going for. There's not many one back systems anymore. Ah, oh, the days of that are long, long yeah, gone. Yeah, they, they just imagine. take too many hits. But as I said my concern comes along the O line, a lot of unproven, um, and you know Jeff Fisher. Has he got away with murder for his entire career?
1: The thing I like about Jeff Fisher is Nothing. everyone talks about how good a coach he is. He's been all over the place. He's basically had two jobs. He was coaching at the Oilers, <laughs> that, and then they moved. That's how long ago he started there before he moved over. And
0: They made one Super Bowl in, the, in his time there. That, I think, it just seems like his team's are favorite destined to go 7-9 and nine every year. They're around that mark, and you know that's pretty much where I have these guys sitting again.
1: Yeah, and sorry, Wilco, I know you're going to a game this year, mate, but I think uh, that O-line... It
0: just scares I me. I think
1: Foles is going to get just beaten up.
0: No O-line, no receivers. No no outstanding receivers. Yep. It scares me. Foles isn't going to have the time to get the ball to guys, um, and I don't know if the running game can get going enough to carry them.
1: Yeah, they'll be around the same, six and ten, maybe five and eleven, something like that. It's a tough division um, too. You got
0: to play Seattle, Arizona twice, and San Francisco are no chums in their own right.
1: Yeah, exactly right. So have you got that final uh, lineup finishing?
0: I have Seattle winning, Arizona second. I think those two are clearly above everyone else in that division. As I said the 49ers will come in third, and St Louis last.
1: Um. Uh, yeah. Snap. Uh,
0: you don't like you don't like the 49ers, You're really off on them.
1: Yeah, I am. I'm really really off on them. But I don't. I forgot the guts to put them below. Oh no, stuff that I will do it. I'll give me Seahawks. Give me the Cardinals. The Rams. San Francisco first pick in the NFL draft. Heard it here first. Oh god, Michael Christianus, write that down, please. Coming up next, we'll take a look at inside the playbook's latest article on the NFC and who has make or break potential. <laughs> the Playbook. Australia Boy's done another, another outstanding job putting an article together. Do us all a favour, give them a follow on Twitter at ITPBAustralia. They do a really good job um, doing articles for us but they've also got a lot more content on their website. What they've taken a look at today is who's facing a make or break season in the NFC. Uh, James, which one's jumped out at you?
0: Uh, the first one that really jumped out at me was Kadaro Patterson. Um, this is a guy out of Tennessee. I've had Guys who played with him at Tennessee tell me that he is the best athlete they have ever seen. But for some reason, after a really promising rookie year, he just can't put it together. Going into what is his third year now, it's really make or break for him. I think if he turns out that he's just this gadgety guy, I think his career will be over before it's you know pretty pretty quick. But I, I really liked that one. I thought he's he's a pretty good they had a really good assessment of him. Um, yeah, he's he's, he's, in, he's in Minnesota there. Good, good young quarterback to throw it to. I think if they can't get him the ball this year, I think he'll start. And the story, he doesn't actually like playing football.
1: Yeah, which is weird. But I, I think the person who's the most disappointed was you, who took him with your, your first pick in our uh,
0: Can we? Fantasy it's a it's keeper, a keeper league. league. So it wasn't <laughs> as if I had everyone to pick from. It's a keeper league. I was really into Cadarrel Patterson last year. Uh, he did nothing. For, well, first game, he scored 15 yeah. points or something, and Let's then face did it, nothing.
1: You danced all the way up to our draft board to put the name up oh, there. I couldn't and, wait. it blow up in your face. Yeah. was fun for everybody. It was terrible. Jay Cutler, quarterback Cutler. Chicago Bears. We've mentioned it uh, earlier when we covered the NFC North. That contract is just horrendous. So he's <sighs> going to get to play because if they can't flash, no can, one can but, flush. They, they can't, can't cut him. him. They can't cut
0: no, him. No, no. There's no way around
1: and it. And you cannot trade him. So... You can forget that they added another target for him in Calvin White this year, and he's already got Kevin Alshon. Jeffrey uh, sorry, Kevin White. Kevin White, yeah, uh, and he's already got Alshon Jeffrey, who can get down the field. He'll
0: have a huge year, Alshon Jeffrey. I still
1: reckon, J. Carl- I still reckon it's attitude.
0: His it body
1: be. language on the field is like watching Richo on the goal square. If you don't handball to him, it it's horrible. It's absolutely horrendous. It's like he's sitting there saying, "I'd rather be at home." With my smoking hot girlfriend, wife, a wife. Now there you go. That's how close I follow his marriage. Um, I've updates. got him on Instagram.
0: They're, they're pretty nice. Yeah, you mates. Very nice couple. But it's like he doesn't care. He just, it's like he just doesn't care. I think it, there are two ways guys can can care. You got the Philip Rivers who abuse everyone. Yeah, it's gets in your face. Hammer and everyone. And the Jay Cutlers who don't want to. They don't want to piss anyone off. Look. I, the reason I don't like Jay Cutler on this list is because I think his make or breaks come and gone. He's already broken. Yeah, I don't actually. I think his make or break was last year when he had all these players, all this the the talent around him, and did nothing with it. He got benched for Jimmy Clausen last year.
1: People say ooh, that's sad. <laughs> no. People are going to say he, his biggest upgrade was getting rid of Tressman and Emery. The, the fact he's got a new coaching staff now. Who is it? Is John Fox the new coach? Yeah, but he's not going to care what the offense is doing.
0: Nah. Yeah, I, I look, and apparently I heard some uh, reports this week that Brandon Marshall was an awful person in the locker room. I'm um, shocked. Yeah, he's been to four, what, four teams I'm now. The Miami oh, Dolphins a- traded him for a fifth-round pick. Breaking like, news. Yeah. <laughs> put,
1: the, so, put that at the top of the show.
0: <laughs> so look, next guy I have on the list is someone we touched on just before when we talked about Settle Seahawks is Carey Williams. Terrible year in Philly last year. Awful year was burned all the time, along with his with his uh, you know his assailant on the other side, Fletcher, Bradley Fletcher. They they just got nothing done. I'd be really interested to see how he goes. He's entering the Legion of Boom, who have had um, Maxwell there last year and Browner, who has won two Super Bowls in a, in a row the year before. Can it turn his career around? Really like that one. It's a make or break year for him.
1: He's got all kinds of help around him, but he's and slow. Yeah, and what makes me immediately think is our opposition team's going to go after him. Yep. Because he's the one... Absolutely, they will. ...okay guy versus all these shining lights
0: on the rest of the field. The thing that annoys me about... I don't like Kerry Williams at all. And the reason why is because I watched him play against the Cowboys last year. He's a grub. He gets by holding guys and he's... The old physical type of corner, which are dead in the NFL yeah, now. Th-
1: those days are gone. He
0: hits guys late. He he grabs them at the line. He doesn't let them release. That's done now. I don't think he's going to be successful unless he can severely change his ways. But I do think it's a make or break here. If he's not successful in the Legion of Boom, he will be out of the NFL.
1: Yeah, I'm going to get a bit of my homer on. I tend to do it much less than you do. Because you're a, Doug a Martin Bucks fan. Yeah, they're, God, they're awful. <laughs> Doug Martin, Tampa Bay Buccaneers running back. The muscle hamster. He hates that nickname, so I'm going to keep using it.
0: He can tweet us if he wants to yeah, stop. He can
1: tweet right at me. He knows where to get me. We've got Charles Sims there and Bobby Rainey. There's a new quarterback in Winston. Uh, they're going to get after him to, to try and rattle him. Oh, yeah. That O-line is certainly nothing to uh, write home about. I think if I was Tampa Bay this year, I would just throw it all over the yard. Just the ball Winston's everywhere, hand. just throw it everywhere. He could
0: throw 30 picks if they do that.
1: Well, so did Peyton Manning in his rookie year. And yeah, he, he turned did. out okay. Yeah, it did turn
0: out okay. So yeah. uh,
1: I think Doug Martin's probably done. His rookie year was 1,400 yards and 11 rushing touchdowns. Really good year. That's, uh, I'd forgotten how good that oh, actually rookie year, awesome was. rookie year was. I I'd awesome rookie year. I don't think he's ever going to repeat it, but at the same time, Sims and Rainey aren't going to do it either. I think that running game's going to be... God-awful, uh, you know me, I'll, I'll have the Red Zone channel on yep. on Sunday mornings. I'm not going to be watching Tampa games. No. and I, I'd throw it all over the place. Yeah. Throw, I, throw it 60 times a game. Who cares?
0: Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. Put it all in Winston. See what you've really got with a guy like Winston. Next I have on one I really don't like, Tom Coughlin from the Giants. He's won two Super Bowls. He's proven what he is. He's not in a make-or-break year. If he wants to leave, he'll leave. He's got nothing left to prove. Hall of Famer. Well, he's winning records around the you know mid five, five fifty, which is pretty good for an NFL coach. Who's coached that what long. Am, what am I doing? You're holding two fingers yeah, up because he's go. got two Super Bowl rings. Yeah, probably. He's probably a Hall of Fame, and not many guys win two Super Bowls. Yeah, so, I, I
1: don't think he'll be...
0: I don't think it's a make or break year. I think if he wanted to walk away at the end of the year, he'll walk away. He's old. He's been around a long time.
1: And, and I don't know if you've seen a couple of the um, yeah the uh, the NFL do the kind of like 30 for 30s that ESPN do, but they do them on, on um, obviously people oh, from the NFL. the Football Life? Yeah, the Football yeah. Life. The one on Coughlin, if you can find it, it gives you an insight to what kind of guy he is. He's got a humongous family. Yeah.
0: He's a, he's a real player. coach. It's
1: almost like he cares about his players and his family more than he does about the result. I'm not saying he's a bad coach, but that's the kind of guy he is now. He used to be that fire and brimstone. If you're five minutes um, early, you're 10 minutes late. All that rubbish that I used hate to that get away. I he, he changed. He won the two Super Bowls. He's a Hall of Famer for mine. If they don't do very well, he can retire. and can walk and, out with and, his and, head high. Yeah, no one's going to look twice. Make or
0: break for me is saying a guy that if he doesn't make it, he's a bust.
1: I'll give you one. Jonathan Martin, Ugh. Carolina Panthers. He had all those dramas. There were people saying he didn't like football. He ruined Richie Incognito's career. You're in.
0: He ruined him. Richie did nothing wrong. He well, the other cra-
1: <laughs> Martin actually came out later and said that they were boys and things like that. He really struggled. Being an NFL player, clearly, yeah, and which is having, odd coming
0: out of a Stanford system with Jim Harbrow, the guy
1: who'll ride you pretty hard. Yeah, it
0: was surprising.
1: Uh, it was a really ugly time for him and for the NFL. Quite frankly, it was a really bad look. Yeah, but he struggled being an NFL player. I think it's pretty as simple as it's as simple as that. And he's got another shot now at the Panthers. Um, yeah, he can really. He's got the opportunity there to start and to go protect Cam Newton. Big strong guy, Um, you know. You and I having beers with him while he was here in Melbourne. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think he'll, I think he'll be okay. I think he'll come along. He's got the chance. They'll give him a chance.
0: I hope so. I hope you know he's obviously had a bit of an emotional ride in the NFL. So hopefully he can get that sorted out. The next guy I have is safety Jerus Bird. Jerus Bird, who (laughs) needs to earn his contract. He got paid big money. Missed, didn't play a game last year. He got injured in, in preseason. I think he was injured coming over from, from uh, Buffalo. That's why they didn't re-sign him. Yeah, big big year for him. Definitely make a break. If he doesn't play well this year, they will cut him, and that all that money will be gone. Yeah. How
1: does six years fifty six million sound?
0: Pretty nice to me, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I think, and he needs to earn it because I'm willing to bet the guaranteed portion of that is done.
0: Yeah.
1: All right, I'm going to wrap it up. Darren McFadden, Dallas Cowboys. Make or break, Meh, won't even make the roster. I'm coming all up, over the watermelon. <laughs> coming up next, it will be Twitter question time with JA and Richie. Welcome back. Last segment. We'll close it in quickly with some questions off Twitter. If you do have some questions for us, tweet at us at Sen America or at James or myself, uh, we'll get your question on the air. The first one is from at Chris Do you plan to get tickets for the Gronk's Party Ship, and what are your expectations?
0: <laughs> I would love to get tickets for the Gronk Party Ship. That would make my day. I'm not sure who this at Chris character is, but yeah, I would definitely love to get tickets for for the Gronk. That Allow me to tell you why wild. you're
1: here's why you're wrong. That. Boat will be a sausage fest. There will be nothing but
0: guys on that trip. What self-respecting woman is going on a gronk party boat? Well, Richard, I'm a happily married man, so I don't need women on my parties. Unlike you, obviously, things well, you- a bit off at home. But you know, I'm, I'm there to party with the man, gronk, and hopefully, big, big t- Timmy braids comes along. And that boat is
1: going to be full of guys. It will be horrible, but it would be loose. If it was a small yacht with him and his brothers, yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> his
0: brothers are so loose; yeah, it makes oh, me crazy. laugh every time I see him.
1: But yeah, I can't imagine a, a huge yacht with four hundred other guys. No thanks. Um, our next question comes from Jaquiz Watermelon at RB Watermelon. He says, "What is more likely: Jared Hain makes the fifty-three roster, or Kaepernick returns to his rookie or breakout form?" Good question.
0: That's a really good question. Watermelon, from, from the watermelon. yeah watermelon, um, Yeah, I Jared Hayne making the roster?
1: No chance.
0: I, I, I think Cap, so what, I don't think Kaepernick's going to return to anything he could. But I don't. What, what was his rookie form? Was it that good? His rookie form?
1: Yeah, because he maybe he took over from Alex year form.
0: Dumped down Smith, but which was a mistake because they ended up losing because of Kaepernick. I, I, I don't know. Um,
1: you got to pick one. What's more likely? Jared Hayne? No way. Kaepernick. Absolutely capping every day of the week. I cannot see Hayne in any way, shape, or form making the roster. As we've said all along, his best chance is he can get onto a practice squad. the practice Huge squad, win. sit the whole year, learn, film. It gives him a chance for next year. Yep. That's in today's show. Thanks for downloading. You've been listening to the SEN NFL podcast. Be sure to follow us and tweet your questions at SEN America. Head over to SEN.com.au. You can find all the great podcasts there. There's a new Major League one coming soon. Uh, It'll be recorded this weekend. I hear the guys over there are fantastic. So for James Arthur, for our producer, Chris Tyler, who failed us this week, who's behind the glass, I'm Richard Garraway. Thanks for listening. (laughs)